0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this
1: is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your episode for Tuesday, and Kansas City has some news going on, uh, and we will get to that in a minute. Thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for all the new iTunes reviews that you've been leaving us. Uh, And I do want to... Uh, tell you if you go leave us an itunes review and you leave your twitter handle you are going to be entered for a pff subscription uh all you have to do is leave your twitter handle it is a edge subscription from pff and they will give you a bunch of stats that you can't get anywhere else and they also have fantasy information that you will get in their edge subscription It is a fantastic opportunity
0: yeah, it is something really, really unique that we have a partnership with Pro Football Focus. Uh, leave that review. They're going to pick you. They're going to contact you and you get to get all on the inside of everything that they do for grades, for fantasy. It's, it's a great setup. Everyone is doing this across our entire network. And that's, that's the great thing about being on locked on. And thank you for listening to us, but there are other shows too. There's Art Stapleton over on the Giants show that should be really interesting this week with everything that's going on. We're going to talk about that as well. It's
1: a rough situation.
0: Yeah, but everybody has something. Matt Williamson's unlocked on NFL. Vinny Iyer's unlocked on fantasy. I listen to that, and he's saved me some money. I'll tell you that right
1: now. Who gambles on fantasy football? Uh, Everybody that I play fantasy football (laughs) with. (laughs) So basically what you're saying is everybody does. Right.
0: So, news-wise, a couple of things. Uh, Roy Miller's out of here. I had a domestic thing in the off-season, off-week, sorry, uh, and and got himself bounced. They brought back Cam Thomas, who I thought played pretty well in camp, and I think they're looking for him uh, to fill a similar role, uh, defend the run first and foremost, I'll give him another body that can go inside and stand up against the uh, the teams that look – like they might be playoff contenders that the Chiefs might have to face, a lot of running teams.
1: Yeah, I will uh, be very surprised if he makes the impact that uh, Roy Miller was having. I think Roy Miller actually was starting to look really good against the run. Um, But, yeah, like you said, he's gone. So that is uh, no more, and they have to move on. Uh, I hope that Cam Thomas can step in and do good things. Uh, But I think Jarvis Jenkins is probably going to be the guy that is going to get the most benefit of Miller not being here anymore. Yeah,
0: and I think what we saw against Dallas before they went to the break is – is really what this is all about because you you want the fresh bodies. I think that's part of why Miller played so much. Um, they need to be more aggressive. They need to attack gaps with the interior linemen. They need to have that front stay with six-box defenders in it, and a lot of that comes from the down linemen. Um, but these are, these are big dudes, and some of them that don't play very often, so you have to be able to rotate them pretty consistently throughout the game.
1: Yeah, and we got to hope that they can come up with a good rotation because they need to be better against the run. Uh They did a, a pretty good job against Dallas. I was impressed. I was expecting Elliott to go off for 150 yards, and he did not. Uh So I was impressed with that. So let's hope that they were able to come up with something over the bye week uh to help them in the run game as well.
0: I think we're going to see some changes. Right now, They we haven't seen anything from practice, folks, so we don't have anything specific. But I, I think that's going to be the focus. If you get a chance, and Andy Reid said something on Monday, um, having that chance to take a step back uh, and reevaluate and look at film from all three phases, uh, I think that's really what it is, is self-scouting what your tendencies are, what you've gotten away from, that is helping your opponent beat you because the Dallas Cowboys didn't look near as good this last week as they did against the chiefs. And I think that's as much the chiefs as anything else.
1: It's partially the chiefs. I think there's a lot of injuries that Dallas is dealing with that uh, they didn't have against Kansas city that really helped them beat Kansas city. But I think that you will find that Dallas is probably going to struggle down the stretch without Sean Lee. And um, so we'll see how that ends up, you know, you brought up the Giants earlier. I don't even know where to start on that mess. I sunk down to the Giants. Is what I did. Okay. Well, my bad.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's lots of rumor going on, right? Uh, there is the the infamous um, ownership endorsement of McAdoo as the head coach, which you know means that the cleaver's hanging over his head. There's the yeah, supposed everyone, right? There's the supposed, uh, we're not sure if we're going to stick with Eli for that much longer kind of thing going on. There's the fact that they should have been able to run the ball last week and were not very productive. Uh, this so-called defense that was so great in the, in the stretch last season has, seems to be falling apart. Uh, man, the more I look at it, the more I think this is a, a game the Chiefs can get right in. Uh,
1: they have big issues if they don't get right in this game. That's really the way I feel about it because you look at what they're going to be going into and they're going against a team that shouldn't really be uh, in the same stadium with them in in a lot of ways. I mean, the Giants have been playing historically bad football in a lot of ways.
0: And you have to take advantage of it when you have it. Now, this is, you know, it's circumstance is what it is. That's the team that's in front of you this week. You, You have to play your best, take advantage of it as much as you can. There's a whole lot of other teams. This this coming schedule is about as weak as it gets in terms of uh, flipping the coin from the first half of the season. Uh, there's no team in their schedule right now that has a winning record even.
1: Yeah, and that's got to be something that is a welcome to uh, Kansas City. You, you looked at this stretch of games, and you thought maybe that the back half would be worse than the front half, but that's not the way the season's played out, and you just have to hope that Kansas City gets to a point where they're not going to be the team that uh, allows a a bad team to hang around and beat them eventually, because they have been that team.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, over the years, that has happened. and
1: Uh, Even this season.
0: True. Here's the other interesting thing, though, and and this is what I'm looking forward to, and and for those of you listening, I think this is going to make some sense. They have four games at home in these last seven. I think that makes a huge difference down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and their last game is in Denver. Which let's be on. Let's be honest and go ahead and take another drink. Um, <laughs> that should. It's not going to be a home game. Excuse me, maybe, but uh, I don't think that's going to be much of a. Shouldn't be really much of a contest.
0: Uh, that's true. So With the I'm, way the
1: Broncos are playing lately.
0: And that's the thing is, you know, you you are going to face probably what's going to be the next. Um, are they going to be the next closest team? I don't know. This whole division might be falling apart. You have to play the Raiders. You get to play the Broncos the last game of the season, maybe with something on the line, at least at least seeding, I have to think.
1: Yeah, for Kansas City. But I don't think there's going to be anything on the line for the Broncos. Um, and, you know, I, we don't need to talk much about the Broncos, but I just have to sit here and kind of laugh because you look at what John Elway did for two years, and I think he basically rode uh, Peyton Manning's coattails. And that's uh, – they're dealing with the, the the fallout of it now. And he's their they're long-term now because of it.
0: That, that's true. And, you know, it, it's one of those opportunities that as they, they slide back, it gives the Raiders a shot, it gives the Chargers a shot. Chargers have been playing very tight games this season. Uh, and in L.A. today, we found out that uh, Philip Rivers is in the concussion protocol, which – if he misses games, I got to think he's the glue holding them together.
1: Yeah, my fantasy football team is going to take a hit. And yes, I have Philip Rivers. Uh On purpose? he puts up a lot of points. Hey, he puts up a lot of points, dude. And trust me, I hated having him this week because he had a brutal matchup. Um but he actually did pretty well for what I was expecting him to do. Uh that Jaguars defense is legit, so uh, we will see what happens in that situation. But, yeah, you're right. I think he is the glue that t- keeps our team together, and without him, I don't know what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, and if he misses a game or two, I mean, that that's enough to put the nail in the coffin. And And the Chiefs are on cruise control in terms of owning this division. Now, they have to keep their eyes open for what's going on around the league because, like we said, there are the Jaguars, there are the Titans, there are the Steelers. These are all potential teams that they could face that run the ball well. And I think that's got to be the focus of what this defense is concerned with going into the second half of the season.
1: But how far do you let the Chargers situation get out of hand? Because you look at how bad that team's been. uh, How do you continue to let them play like that? It it just doesn't make sense. They have a lot of question marks, but they just brought in a new head coach. Uh, You know, and it doesn't look like they're any different than what they were before, honestly. Um. It looks like maybe they're even worse.
0: Yeah, probably. But for the Chiefs, um,
1: you know, that, they're just charging it up.
0: Yeah, right. It's just, it's just a present.
1: I'm more concerned. How, how do you? How, sorry, I have to ask. How do you get a hand on a field goal, and and not block it, or or, or not get it enough to where they can't make a thirty-yard field? The goal? Spanos curse. I don't know. <laughs> It just is what it
0: is, and you know the Chiefs have to live with it. And I, I think it it gives them an opportunity to specifically concentrate on this run defense that they have to get fixed. They took a step forward, I think, uh, against Dallas. But those teams, Jacksonville, Tennessee, if if it's a wild card game, which it looks right now as they stand, uh, they're going to be playing a wild card game. And if one of those teams comes into Arrowhead, even though it's in Arrowhead. Uh, the running games of both of those teams are formidable, especially against the defense from the Chiefs, that they still don't have it completely figured out. Do you think they can take another step forward, or do you think they have to change the scheme some more?
1: Well, I do think that you're going to be going against teams that are going to be much inferior competition than the Cowboys were. Um, that's a big deal. I, Kansas City, I think, has the talent on defense to be better against the run. Uh, holding – Elliott after he had been going off the previous two weeks uh, and with that offensive line to under hundred yards rushing, I think is a really big step forward. I think they're going to get better. Uh, and I would expect them to hold uh, the giants uh, pretty close to, you know, actually the more I think about it, I'm not so sure how much they're going to hold the giants uh, to not running the ball because I think Kansas city is going to say, okay, well, we'll take away the pass; You can run the ball. Um, because I don't think they believe that Eli Manning can beat them.
0: Right. It's an interesting matchup, and we're going to talk about this later in the week, but you're, you're talking about a team that is is so injured at the wide receiver spot. Sterling Shepard's their number one now. They have an interesting tight end that I think could give the team
1: some some challenges. Oh, he's, going be a, he's going to be a handful.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about that on Friday's show, folks, in our preview show, so make sure you come back for that one. But, you know, it's it's one of those games. You might be right. that That, that may be the focus. Uh, and do I think that's correct? No, I, st- I still want to see them use the big nickel, come out aggressive, and at least you know use it as a, a tune-up or a warm-up for when they have to use that against teams that can run the ball better.
1: Well, and, and maybe they will. I just I'm looking at the situation and looking at it and saying, you know, Eli Manning doesn't scare me. You know, if this was five years ago and they were playing Eli Manning. That's a different situation, but Eli Manning today doesn't scare me. And, you know, you look at their next game, which is going to be against the Bills, and they're going to need to be able to stop the run. So uh, maybe you you take it a little easier this week thinking, okay, well, we'll play the pass and try to uh, keep people fresh and, and, you know, be ready for pounding uh, the next week when they play the Bills. And they're really going to need it against the Bills with with LaShawn McCoy.
0: True. Uh, that's an interesting matchup as well. And that's another one that makes me think that the offense needs to get on track too. You know, we're going to see them practice probably Wednesday. Um, there's still some treatment going on and that kind of thing. But what are you hoping to find that is going on with this week of rest in terms of what the offense has been able to get done?
1: You know, real quick before we flip over to offense, I want, I do want to say I hope that D Ford is healthy. Uh, going into this game, I think that could really help them mm-hmm. um, just to give them a fourth guy that can, uh, you know, play outside linebacker. I think, you know, we're going to talk to Eric here and you know, he had a great point uh, that, you know, maybe they need to look at uh, using Zombo as a as a uh, running uh, outside linebacker on running downs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's something that they really need to consider because if you continue to throw uh, D Ford out there on running downs, he's going to be ran over and you can't do that. So uh, offensively, I think getting Kareem Hunt right, hopefully he was able to get fresh, uh, a lot more fresh anyway. Um, And then, you know, Travis Kelsey as well. We haven't talked about him much injury wise. I think he's fine, Uh, but He's going to need to play a, a very big role in this offense moving forward, so I'm hoping he was able to get some downtime and, and recuper, recuperate a little bit, uh, as well as Tyree Kill, who's been – I'm not going to call him quiet, but quiet for Hill anyway. Yeah,
0: I think you know teams are going to continue to stack the box. They're going to continue to try to take him, um, hunt away. If they're successful, then it just falls more and more on the shoulders and – I'm going to have a piece later in the week uh, out there uh, on the things that, that I think right now are most crucial. And one of them is that Tyreek Hill has to be used as the weapon that he is more effectively. And I think that involves some concepts. If teams are going to start playing this zone, like the Steelers did uh, and and the Cowboys copied the Steelers and it it worked out for them. And what you see is they're going to give you this zone concept. Maybe they're going to blitz out of it. Uh, I think what the Cowboys did is hide it pretty well, but if that's what they're going to see, they have to use formations and combinations of routes that allow someone to shield what Tyreek is doing in order to use his speed to, to get loose. And I, I think what you have to do is you have to tack the middle of that field between the hashes, and that's what I want to see right out the gate against the New York Giants.
1: I'm hoping the offense can get back on track because if they can, uh, they should be able to steamroll the second half of their schedule. And I know it's not really the half, but it's close enough for me. I really think that they should be able to just run right through the schedule and, and winning seven of the winning all seven of the games is not out of the question in my mind. I agree. It's easily within I think they should be favored in all of the games. At this point anyway. I mean things are subject to change obviously, but they should be favored in my mind for all these games.
0: I think the bottom line comes down to three guys. Mitch Morse LDT and whoever's at left guard. And will we see Parker Eingrich after this break? We don't know. Is is Brian Woodsman able to – I know he's had an abdominal strain. Is, is he rested? To, has that allowed him to uh, get back to, to closer to full health? Uh, can the interior three of this offensive line uh, become dominant uh, like they were in the first four weeks where this team could move the ball at will in both the ground and in the air? Uh, that's really what I'm looking for both in practice and in this initial game.
1: Yeah, and I think that LDT uh, getting back on, not pace, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, just getting back in sync with uh, Schwartz and Morse is going to be big for this offensive line. Um, I think, and we talked about this before, he looked okay, uh, but he didn't look like what he's been playing like the past couple years. And and I get it. I mean, he's trying to play through an injury that uh, is going to generally limit him. You know, his knees is what his injury was. And uh, when you're a lineman that tries to move uh, like he does and, and tries to use his agility and his speed to get out in front of people, you're not going to be as as effective when you're still injured. And he's not 100%. Uh, none of these guys are. But I think him coming back could be a huge key to their uh, success moving forward if he can at least start to get back to where he was at the beginning of the season. And then you're right. You know, you look at Morrison, you look at Wittsman, if they can be – uh, consistently better, than Kansas City's offensive line will be a lot better. And let's not forget, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz are not getting much help right now, and they're doing a great job. Uh, yeah, they struggle from time to time, but overall, I think, you know, they've played very well. Uh, Kansas City ha- has the pieces for a good offensive line, uh, so let's hope they can get that on track because that'll go – that'll really help them in the playoffs.
0: It's been a couple weeks since I mentioned him, but now that you bring up how much help the tackles are getting, I just want to say it again out loud so everyone can hear it. Sherman has to play more. He can chip. He can pass black. I, I, they got to go back to that jumbo run. I'd like to see him out of just a five-man line. You split the tight ends out and run out of the eye. I think they get a lot done. I think they're underusing him once again. Um, maybe I'm old school, but that's the way it is. is.
1: Okay. But you would always think they're underusing him. (laughs) So they could use him on 40% of the snaps, and they would be underusing him. Yes, when
0: Anthony Sherman plays 100% of the offensive snaps, I'll be happy.
1: No, you won't. You'll still say they're underusing him somehow, (laughs) some way. He blocked too much. Don't lie. (laughs) Don't don't lie to me. I know better.
0: No, I'll do that later. Well, that's it for us today, folks. That's where we're at right now. Like we said, we have some great interviews coming up. We are going to talk to Seth this week. We're going to talk with Eric. Great things. We have the preview show for you on Friday. We're looking forward to getting this uh, second half of this season, quote-unquote, off to a running start. Thank you for listening today. Make sure you're subscribed, tell your friends, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.